real intro. Pew, 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 pew. I actually love that. Um, <laughs> combine that with shouting out Kyle for bringing some lovely wine for tonight's recording sesh. Get this. That sounded great. Oh, that sounded amazing. That was really clean. I'm actually like, I get why people are sexually aroused by ASMR now. Oh, yeah. You can subscribe to our OnlyFans account, the Mock Stars Podcast, where we'll be doing ASMR openings. I'll be pouring a lot more than wine. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Mock Stars Podcast. My name is Jordan Garcia, and I'm one of your hosts here today. I am joined by Evan Kunai. What's up? A classic, a fan favorite, some might say. And the other, Chris Ritter. Just kidding, he's still dead. We'll see if he's alive next week. He's actually gone on vacation with his lovely missus. So best wishes, Ritter. Best, best yeah, enjoy your vacation. Really it's just depressing in Seattle here right now. Fuck you. But Kyle, lovely, lovely Kyle is once again joining us here. Hello. Hi, Kyle. Hello. Thank you for joining us. And we are doing a spicy episode. We just got done with our Phyrexia All Will Be One set review. I guess we call it a set review. It was kind of our highlights of every color. And uh, Kyle actually brewed a nice, actually, I'd say a, a glorious deck for us today. But before we get into that, uh, check out all our socials. All the links down below. Hit us up. Subscribe. Like. Do that other thing. The bell. That was the thing. Yeah, the little bell. Little the little bell thing ding, that we ding, always ding, forget ding. about the bells, guys. Ding, 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 Make that ding. motherfucker ding. I'm sorry for saying fucker. Okay, guys. Kyle, will you read Mother... Uh, no, I was going to say Mother... Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa. I've got something to talk about before we talk about Kyle's uh, Ellis Norn. Hold the freaking phone. Evan's got beef. Did you know that in the state of Wisconsin... Wisconsin A little beef. side tangent here. No, please. I read this article today. Did you oh, know geez. that in the state of Wisconsin, Magic the Gathering and all Magic the Gathering product, books, literature, anything like that, are banned... In prisons. Oh, because it's gambling. No, no, no. It's not gambling. It. Uh, so here, let me read you Pull an it excerpt from this article I read today, which kind of just blew my mind. And I get it after reading it, but it's also a little bit of a dated concept. So check this out. The board, the DOC spokesman wrote, historically, fantasy role-playing games have... Have been denied as they can create a rank structure amongst those who play, which is prohibited in a prison environment. More than a decade ago, battles with fictional dragons and wizards turned into a battle in federal courts. A Wisconsin inmate and avid Dungeons and Dragons fan named Kevin Singer sued the Wapon Correctional Institution after a security supervisor there said he got an anonymous letter from an inmate claiming Singer and others were forming a D&D, quote-unquote, gang. <laughs> uh, wow. Officials searched Singer's cell in 2004 and confiscated 21 books and 14 magazines related to Dungeons & Dragons. They so also sad. took a 96-page instructional manual that Singer had handwritten himself describing imaginary worlds called campaign settings where D&D gameplay can take place. And that is why they banned Magic the Gathering. Oh, fucking Because you could, they, they said that it uh, t 
takes you to another mental space, which proves to be a dangerous threat to security. Uh, so they've banned pretty much all fantasy literature and anything like that because you could uh, have a sense of escapism from from your prison sentence. That's so fucking stupid. <laughs> they said you can't escape into your own mind. Yeah, no, they're just like, you're here, you're here. You're in prison, bitch. You can read Clifford the Big Red Dog until you leave, which is never. Also, as someone who DMs for a very long time and has written their own world and to hear that 25 pages worth of lore got confiscated and taken away yes. just hurts. Yep. So in 2004, uh, well, this is the lawsuit that took place in the following year, a judge had deemed a prison official compared D- a D&D dungeon master is someone who gives instructions to other players, to the leader of a gang. They said, being a D&D dungeon master... Is this is the same as being a gang leader in a prison environment? What a cunt, dude! And I don't so, know who who was, that was, but fucking kill yourselves. That's so insane. If you were to play magic against somebody, you would, you know, if you had a stronger deck, you would be above that person in a societal ranking. I just imagine that like, environment. What a great tool D and D could be for inmates. No, they use it at a bunch of other places. Yeah, you could use it for popular in Washington. Yeah, you grow social skills, you know, you can occupy your time while you're in jail. Like, there's so many skills you can learn from it. And, like, they're actually leading people to, like, what are you going to do if you don't have fun things to do? Like, read fucking Lord of the Rings or play D&D. You'll probably join an actual gang in prison, right? Like, what if you were doing wholesome activities, like learning and making friends? Knitting circle. Knitting, like, yeah. Ugh. That'll be a gang. Like someone has to teach these people how to knit, right? They, like they can't have knitting. Yeah, no. Those, those the teacher is the leader. Is the, the ringleader. The ringleader. The gang member. There's drugs in the yarn. Oh. They they can make shivs out of the the needles. Yeah. So it turns out in 2010 that singer appealed the decision, and the judge threw it out. Threw out the appeal. Said nah. So now we here we are in 2023, and it's finally coming up again that fantasy materials such as Magic the Gathering has been banned in Wisconsin in the Wisconsin prison uh, system due to a sense of escapism and potential security threat. Don't Can forget it's also magic devil's worship. Don't forget that. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is actually a live action interview because I happen to have somebody from Wisconsin here with us on mic today. Do you feel proud of yourself? Oh, I'm incredibly... Oh, hi. This is Evan. I'm from Wisconsin. <laughs> and I am incredibly disappointed. I'm honestly disappointed. That's pretty fucking lame, dude. Well, I get it, though. You know, like you open a few packs in prison, someone sends you a gift, <laughs> you get a few packs, and, uh, you know, you someone pulls that Elishnorn, mm. all of a sudden, someone's sitting on a pretty hefty trade. You get a few packs of cigarettes for that bad boy. So... Wouldn't want that to happen. Here's the thing. No. Anybody who's in the Wisconsin State, like prison system you're not going to hear this episode until you're out in the open and free of the system because this is a fantasy podcast oh shit we speak on real and true things that mean a lot to us yeah the mock stars are getting political with ritter away this is uh damn a dangerous precedent getting off the rails here getting getting deep all right i won't start on uh the industrial prison conflict do not uh, on, at least five more minutes on that <laughs> five <laughs> more <laughs> on that note we're doing a deck workshop today we're talking about mother 
of freaking ruins. <laughs> God, we can't Kyle. call her mom. Kyle, Kyle, who are we talking about? Elish Norn, mother of machines. All right. Four generic mana and a white. Five CMC. A uh, legendary creature, Phyrexian Parader, has vigilance, still. If a permanent enters the battlefield, causes an ability of a permanent you control to trigger, that ability triggers an additional time. Also, permanents entering the battlefield don't cause abilities of permanents your opponents control to trigger. It's also a 4-7. 4-7. Uh, wow. Panharmonicon. Just because why not? <laughs> Plus a Hushwing Griff. Let's just, okay, yeah. Uh, let's just be real, though. Four generic and one white for a 4-7 at common with no abilities. That's right. good enough to be played. Like, I love that <laughs> they made her way cheaper, and they're like, I mean, she's still got to be a 4-7. It's still Elish Norn, dog. It's Elish Norn. <laughs> and Vigilance, of course. They didn't make Shieldred a whatever six, right. whatever that she is. No, probably adjusted it because it was less casting cost. No, that's crazy. What is she now? She's a 4-4. Four, four. She's a 4 oh, four, four for 4. Yeah, yeah. yeah that makes sense. That does make sense. But this card does not make it's sense. Absolutely not. It's, it's so incredible. Much. No, yeah. And it's so, got two paragraphs on it. It's so let's two. start with the first one. Okay, so it doubles everything. It doubles every ETB, ETB. which turns out there's a lot of ETBs there's out there. so many ETBs. And yeah. the second one negates all ETBs. Because there's a lot of ETBs. There's actually a lot of ETBs out there. It's fucking crazy. And Kyle, you sent us a list here. I did. Uh, it's a great looking list. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about your deck and how you built it to achieve optimal success in your own way. Yeah, we've played so. about well, like four, four or five games with it at this point. Yeah, we yeah. just constantly kill it. Um, so I never get to see it work. I think true. We should <laughs> also say that this deck has never won. Yeah, we've have dogpiled it since day one. Yes, completely. And it's because the I mean your first game you were extremely threatening, so we had to stop you. It's not I, like you I were I think I played Elish Nord on like turn what three, not maybe two. Yeah. But you have it, other it's so, bad. It's so easy to play. Yeah, it is ridiculously easy. And so what I went with was just ETBs everything. ETBs everything. All the ETBs and kind of played it where I just kind of did like mono white control. In yeah. a way where I was like, well, I'll, I'll I get to say what actually stays on the field, right? And we'll have this deck list in the description below so you guys can check it out too, and so you know exactly what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, you can definitely like follow through and kind of look at some of the crazy stuff we have in here. So we have thirty-two creatures, which makes sense. We're going for a high ETB package, super, and they're also very cheap. Most of them are very cheap. It's actually true. You have a run a very low curve. I definitely thought it'd be higher. Yeah, yeah. for the most part, everything's three CMC or less. Yeah. Um, like it's just crazy when you just get two of the ETB instead of one of the ETB, it's just crazy what starts to happen in the game. Like Skyclave Apparition is insane. Lauren of the Third Path was a great new addition in white, uh, busted. Once you start getting the ETB to flicker something else that has an ETB and now you're doubling that and then doubling the future ETB, shit just gets out the rails really quick for like five mana. Also like, like say like just a simple card, Solemn Simulacrum. Four mana suddenly gets you two tapped lands, mm -hmm. just casually. You have a few combos in here. I'm just seeing like right off the bat. Like if you guys take a look at the creature list here, Karmic Guide and uh, Felidar Guardian, two very well known combo pieces mm -hmm. in uh, Boros or Naya, however you want to play it. But with Kiki Jiki, but here. What's really cool is because you get the double triggers and how it all resolves with a single sack outlet, you can just win the game. Yeah. Like 
Alter, yeah, you can alter dementia. Yeah, you have infinite loops. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like here, alter of dementia, just for being a two drop artifact, mills all of your opponents out for assembling mm-hmm. two out of three pieces, which usually wins the game. There's a few infinite loops in here, like combos, uh, just completely blinking them, bringing them back, mainly with Sun Titan. Um, yeah, Sun Titan's so sick. And usually Felidar Guardian, right? Right. So we're looking at those, and then usually it's just milling all the creatures. There's one combo with um, with Blasting Station right there, and that also gets me infinite damage instead of the mill. Nice. Ooh, yep, I love that. But for the most part, those are the only win cons. That's what I will say what is hard with this deck. There's also Blight Steel and Blade of Selves, but that's just mean. Blade of Selves <laughs> is so, so sick. Also, it's not mean. It's a little mean. No. Tons of season. It, like, if, tons of mana. If anything. It like, is a lot of mana. It is a lot of mana. I would say that like that's more flavor for you, like that you love to see. You want to see the Blight Steel uh, yes. happen. Um, I don't think it's like it necessarily the optimal way of winning. No, it is not. It's like if it happens, okay. it happens. But Blade okay. of Selves, not an optimal slot. But, but. if you get triple ETBs okay. that all get doubled, then if fucking go off, ETBs King. ETBs right yeah. off the bat. Yeah. There's that... Um, there's that enchantment that's eight mana. It's mono white that says all you know creatures you control have myriad. Yes, that like yeah, is. Uh, I didn't understand it until my brother had sent me um, his list for Yoshimaru and like having permanents enter the battle, legendary permanents enter the battlefield. I was mm. like, why do you have that in there? And he's like, well, I get all these freaking triggers, and I was just one like, shot somebody. That is know, an amazing card. It's expensive though. Yeah, uh, it, it's just high it's on the mana cost. High mana yeah, cost. it's like. Eight. Really hard to get there, especially even in casual games, unless you're uh, obviously playing like your Mana Crypt, Mana Vault, and that's like what you're tunneling is like high CMC creatures or just getting Elish Norn out. But now I see Elish Norn in this light where Blade of Cells actually looks really, really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you get what? Let's see. Let's look at the deck list. Yeah, I love the Skyclave apparition with yeah, the, Skyclave like a Blade of Cells. is ridiculous. You get to exile six permanence yeah, yeah that's awesome oh my <laughs> right? god so it's just like oh why do i need board wipes in this thing when i can clear the board on attack yeah especially when you're playing so many permanents like it is a, a much more much lighter on the removal or like i guess mass removal mm-hmm. like than white is used to seeing um just because re- your single target removal is just gassed up by the e2b um, like you're playing on thin ice, oblivion ring, all these kind of uh, grasp of fate, touch the spirit realm. There's so many of these effects we've seen, um, and the fact that you just get to double, they're now just one for two removal spells that are so cheap to cast that there is really no reason to play board wipes. Portable hole is another one. Mm-hmm. Like you have so many of them, and I've just seen them pop off in just a few games that we've played. Solitude is another one. Like you can just. Get anything that's in your way is no longer in your way. But I will say, we played this deck many, many times. Elish Norn leaves the battlefield every turn. Yeah, I mean, we have to kill Elish Norn. Elish Norn dies every turn. On a single go around. And, like, that is the strength to some cards. It is the weakness to some cards. This is clearly a card designed for Commander, not necessarily standard. Mm -hmm. But it's... It's one of those things where until you might read it, and it's just like Ragavan, where where when Ragavan was announced, people read it and they go, I don't understand how that's so good. Why is it ninety dollars? 
and then you play it once you put it you have it in your hand you play it once on turn one and you just you know like that's how you you just know at that point and it's until you play against elish norn is when you finally realize how good it is and you finally realize how much of your deck relies on enter the battlefield effects yeah it's like oh i need to remove this asap and that's when it started to click in on the first game where it's just like well let me cast my spell seeker so i can go get a you know a removal spell and it's like can't do that can't, do it. can't cast your dockside to ramp to get more cards to maybe find a board wipe exactly uh, Some of the best cards in the game are ETB-focused, including Thassa's Oracle. Exactly. So you're shutting off options. You're shutting off tutors for um, removal. You're shutting off win cons. Uh, it is honestly a really amazing card uh, on what it can hit and then also what it enables at the same time. Like we've said a few times recently in the set review, we're starting to see these like stacks-based cards that also have a huge like value engine staple to them. And that we never really had that in the past, not to these degrees. And so we're we're kind of in new territory almost. We're seeing what these cards can do. And Elish Norn is so far, you know, it's mommy. It's big bad. It's mommy. Yeah. I will say, so like when I was building this, I didn't even consider the second like stacks piece, right? The the turning right. off you, of ETB. You're just all in ETBs. Yeah, all it's in Panharmonicon of the commands. Exactly. And then once you actually get it on the field, you're like, oh, we're gonna get ready for an hour long to an hour and a half yeah. long game because it shuts everything off. And if you don't consider it as like when you're building the deck, like, oh, I need to win. No, you're just making it so slow right, right. If you build the deck for value instead of combo the de- the game is gonna go forever forever which i did on the yeah. first time it was yeah. really bad because i can easily play what uh i played elish norn all the way to when she costs 20 mana yeah yeah in total yeah. or something like that <laughs> yeah, it was oh, getting so getting silly. Up there, yeah and i can so easily silly. pay for it i yeah. was like yeah that's fine i'll pay the 20 yeah it's insane like it's just what she allows white to catch up on such a on such a degree. Like the amount of cards you draw in game is insane so in mono white. Like Rumor Gatherer was a huge boon to, to white, but it was a, you know it was a card that was kept pretty in check. Mm-hmm. But when you put Elishnorn on the battlefield, it's a card that is no longer in check. It is a creature ETB scry one draw card uh, in white, which is insane. Yeah, and while you only get it once per turn, it's still like, okay, if I'm doubling, like, let's say you have a Maria Shepherd out, and every time you play a land, you're going to get two birds. One of those birds is Scry 1 draw a card. The other one is Scry 1. Scry 1. Still a ton of value. So in one turn, it's Scry 2 draw one card. That's a lot of card advantage Mono White is not used to having. Yeah, and uh, like for me, when I think about Scrying, I, I almost, uh, I determine its value to be about half of a card draw because you're still given information while the card isn't in your hand you can still have the option to either see that card in the future or not see it in the future at all right and how many times have you scried and be like oh that is hot trash if i drew that, that i was losing bad. this oh, yeah. game just put it right like under. that is a very valuable thing you just got to do yeah rumor gatherer turns out to be one of the better cards 100 percent it was. I thought it was good when it came out, and it's only proven just to be great in white. Yeah, it turns out that when you have a commander that is almost solely focused on enter the battlefield effects, having a, an effect that cares about entering the battlefield seems really good. Such as you know, like uh, all of these uh, cabaretti cards that have is it alliance? Is that what it is? Sort of like uh, printed on them. Is that what the the keyword is? I can't remember. I don't know, but. You're the cabaretti guy. I am the cabaretti guy. I'm the cabaretti lord. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, like that that whole Nuka Penna mechanic with the Cabaretti having. Oh God! Uh, oh, it's killing me. I can't really think about it. What is it? Damn! I'm so dumb right now. I don't know. Rumor gatherer, where are you? This is great radio. Kyle, you're Amazing. not even playing Rumor Gatherer. I'm not. I was letting you guys go. Ah! It wasn't even in the deck. Ah! What? What was letting you draw a million cards? Wedding ring. Oh, oh God. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, we have a story about this card. <laughs> yeah, wedding ring gets uh, fucking crazy when you get to do two of them. Yep, and you gain a lot of, lot of life, too. Oh. We're not even. I don't even think we need to go into it. Go into it. I just think go read Wedding Ring and then imagine two other opponents, so three total people having it at a table. Yeah, I like. And w- the more I scroll through this list, and the more that I understand Elishnor, and the more I realize that stuff that is just generically good is just still amazing. Yeah, disgustingly good. Yeah, disgustingly good in this deck. So. Yeah, I, I don't like there are so many white effects that have allowed it to catch up over time, like being able to like go search your library for lands if someone controls more than you, like Archaeomancer's map. You know, you get to I mean, Archaeomancer's map has the unconditional effect that when it enters the battlefield, search for up to two basic planes and then put them into your hand. And then also the other side where it's like you can put a land out if your opponent controls more and they play a land. But the fact that you just get to pull, you get to rip four cards out of your library uh, does a lot for consistency and uh, guarantees your land drops moving forward. I think that's another card that just like goes bonkers in this. Ephemerate is a great card just in general. And it now has a home here. It just gets better and better the more you realize that on someone's end step, you can flicker something and then on your upkeep, get that effect again. So uh, solitude, you know, it's like one of those things where with the evoke trigger on the stack, I'm going to ephemerate it real quick. It's going to come back. I'll ephemerate it again, potentially exiling six things. You just keep going. Yeah, Ephemerate's not new, but the other two cards you just named are like pretty recent additions. We've seen white over the last two years just get tons and tons of attention. Uh, and it feels like it was like almost ramping to this giant crescendo recently that landed us into Elish Norn. Like it felt like there was like this whole lead up, this whole ramp of energy of like giving white the support. And it was like, all right, finally the commander to top it all off and make this actually a psychotic solo color is Elishnorn. I think Elishnorn just pushed white to the top, personally. As far as, like, all single colors, like, soloing each other, mm-hmm. like, it's pretty up there. Like, it's, it's... It's just oppressive. It's got a lot of value and oppression. Um, one card I really wanted to call out, because I think it is truly amazing in this deck, is Luminous Broodmoth. Yes. I think it's a card that already doesn't get enough love um, for how valuable it is. And when you... Combine it with the the deck that Kyle has here with just the endless ETBs and not only the ETBs, but like the cycling of things, the flickering out of the graveyards with the Felidar Guardians. It's so easy for you to lose the counter to then have it die to something else to get the counter again. Uh, it's I think it's just a, such a breakable card and we don't talk about how breakable this card is. Yeah, with Luminous Broodmoth, if it's on the battlefield and you have a sack outlet, it almost feels a lot like your Junji deck where it's like you can just roll for value for a long time. This feels better. Now that, I mean, Loomis Broodmoth did not just have a home that like really fine-tuned it. 
Um, I think this might be a great deck for it, honestly. And I think it, it feels better to me now than Junji does because you have all these cards that take advantage of this engine. Like anything that says ETB plus Elishnorn and Luminous Broodmoth engine is just a disgusting powerhouse. Um, and to a level that I just don't think Junji could keep up with. Yeah, I, I think that uh, having something that exiles on this, like, if you can exile something, like, flicker it, right, with the Luminous Broodmoth on the battlefield with a sack outlet, you know, mm -hmm. it's just, like, seems kind of crazy the amount of value you can generate where it just, like, flickers itself, you kill it, it comes back with a flying counter, or with a flying counter, you flicker it, it loses the flying counter, you sack it, it comes back, it, you know, yeah. there's some loops you can create now. You get a Charming Prince plus one other creature in there, and it just starts getting insane. Yeah, yep. You know what's funny? You guys put a lot more thought of that than I did. I just put it in there to save Elish Norn from dying. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? Luminous Broadmouth. Oh, really? Oh, no. It's yeah. like, it is like, I believe it's a genuine, like, amazing engine in this deck. Okay. Yeah. Because flickering will remove the yes, counter every simple, single yeah. time. So it's just your whole deck flickers. Just imagine a ranger captain with the luminous broodmoth on the battlefield. Yeah, it you know you sack it to stop someone from winning the game, and then it just comes right back. What I really need to put in here is Phyrexian Unlife, Ooh. so nothing gets a counter. <sighs> oh, nothing just flickers. Oh, that's so actually that might be kind of cool. Yeah. yeah, that would be really cool because then you could just generate. You could you know you could actually put more sack outlets in here. I think. Oh, I think, I think that'd be amazing. There are more like. Uh, there are more broken ways to make this deck. <laughs> right. There there are ways to make this vicious. And I guess, you know, like your deck here has a lot of personality and a lot of fun in it. And there it does. It does have fun slots, which I do appreciate for sure. But if you were to boil this down and you were to like say, I want to take this as high as it can go, there are a lot of vicious lines of strategy that you yeah. could employ to make your opponent's lives miserable. I mean, there's always some genius working on a mono white cdh deck that puts up numbers gets great results at tournaments and like they do that with kind of terrible commanders um they're now starting to get great cards and great commanders to back them up i think we'll start seeing a lot more showing up like i wouldn't be surprised if we saw an illish norn in one of the new cdh tournaments coming up i don't know if it could make it to the top like that it like maybe this is just a point of conversation i don't know if it could make it to the top because of how big of uh, how much attention it draws to like from the eye you know like you that see it yeah. you see it in the command zone and you're immediately exposed and it's like if i play elish norn it is either i win the game due to some value that i generate because it is a stacks piece that is very vulnerable and it will die because I don't have a way to protect it outside of like very limited options. No counter magic is what I'm saying. Like Yeah, you just play the stacks game. The I think you just time. gotta you gotta be yeah. smarter. You gotta like these people are really smart because they have limited resources and they know when to play them. Yeah, I would love to eat crow on this. Like I think you just play the stacks game, you play your Dranathon too, you know, all that kind of shit, and then Elish Norn comes down when she needs to come down. She'll give you the value to keep grinding, but that's it's stop it's stopping the Docksides. It's stopping the Thassa's Oracle. Like if you can get that down by turn two or three, when these Grixis decks and these like Rakdos decks are ready to pop off, I think I think it definitely has legs. I think it's definitely an amazing stacks piece and having a 
stack speeds to this caliber in the command zone is insane. Like we've seen Yasharn pop up a few times because he is a reliable stack piece. And I just think that Elishnorn is that, but just on such a higher level because her effect is so much more powerful. Yeah. And I think people see that higher level, which is why I'm totally, saying, like, it definitely it has more of a target. hundred yeah. percent has more of a target because it says to a lot of those greedy, like ad nauseum decks that I can't win. If that is on the battlefield, I just think they're going to be so greedy that they're not even going to consider it. I think any deck like that is just like, hey, you're a creature deck. I'm just not even going to think about you. They're going to try to outrace it. Well, yeah. And oh, yeah. yes, Underworld Elish, Breach allows them to fast. do that. Yeah. yeah. Elish Norn does have, you know, that terrifying eminence to her. But I just still think that they're going to like undervalue. I think they're going to undervalue because it's a creature based deck. You're playing like a bunch of white weenies. Yes. Um, I think if you're the pilot of across the table from this Elish Norn deck, you tunnel under uh, underworld breach as fast as possible to win the game instead like because then you get to see your whole library you get to cast your removal instantaneously you know go for a silence or whatever and then win the game right so it, it, as long as you're a good enough player you can dance around it though i do think you're right in its power like elishnorn's power in general is going to be enough to to win a lot of games i even i think there's a lot of worlds a lot of games you're not going to be able to win through underworld breach like getting you out of things mm. like i think sometimes you will because sometimes you'll be able to assemble led brain freeze right. kind of combo and you can instead of you know hitting yourself to get a thassa's oracle you hit everybody else so they draw it on their upkeep like there is that world but that requires so much mana and if you were really doing that without a dock side at any point in that chain like good on you and it's a but like if you are really you have to win with breach without dock side without thoracle I that's one card like how many like one other card in your path is just going to completely derail you like the whole thing of stacks is just shutting down the opportunities to win and if one card is putting you on such a thin wire that you're walking I just think that is a huge advantage totally totally I think that speaks to the power of this deck which is why it promotes and generates so much conversation that's why it promoted and generated so much conversation when it was spoiled and a, another reason why it's what still forty dollars for the base variant. Yeah, base is like forty four, forty nine, something like that now. Yeah. Ugh. So disgusting. It's, yeah. Right. I just print cards. I don't even know what the prices are anymore. Yeah. yeah I, I stopped buying cards. <laughs> <laughs> Elish Norn is the reason for that. Yeah. Um, plus, there's also twenty two different versions that you could potentially buy. She's yeah. definitely uh, like a card that I. She has like the big hype leading up before the set mm -hmm. drops, and she's obviously expensive. And there's all the collector things, but I also think she is going to have the staying power. I think she's going to be in so too. multiple formats. She's going to be in constructed formats. I think we're going to see at least some fringe CDH decks with it. We're definitely going to be seeing in casual CDH mm -hmm. all or casual commanders. Yeah, all the hype, all the price, everything that follows with it is justified and that's why it's terrifying yes yeah i don't think she can be a casual casual i don't not, casual casual no, no but i don't think most elish norns that norns decks that we come across are not going to be the cdh deck no, that i think no. if you play oh, with wait. an open mind like at your table in your pod you rule zero that anything goes this is a fun deck to play against because it, it is a fun it, deck. It, forces you into different directions that you wouldn't normally go because it is so easy to fall into the standard patterns of play dockside generate value go for big boom yeah yeah and like honestly we're looking at kind of 
coming back to CDH, we've been taking a little bit of a break, kind of like looking at the new decks we want to build. I want to build something that's not that. I want to build some like kind of off skew. All the creatures. All the creatures. Like we've been seeing tons of success with creature based strategies lately. Uh, There's like these new combined legendaries. We see the Thalia Gitrog coming out. And Mm -hmm. again, it's that stacks plus like value engine stapled together. And I'm really interested to start exploring these. And now that we're getting ones that are multiple colors, two, three colors, like I think that's going to open up a lot of viability uh, for kind of new decks to explore as well. Yeah, I think what I didn't do with this deck is lean into stacks enough. I, I mean, you could definitely, if you were going to be that guy and try and win. But then I'd just be a dick. Well, it's like, already such a tough deck to play <laughs> against. Like you're already yeah. destroying everything, exiling and playing Elishnorn. Um, I see why you would keep it a little more cash. Um, yeah, you didn't even put your favorite card in this deck. I didn't put. What? I did not put Lightning Greaves in here. <laughs> <laughs> Which would honestly save Elishnorn half the time. Right. Right. Uh, I mean, I think it's fine to like play Greaves, protect Elishnorn. It's I your mean, strategy. Still, yeah. I I also run both Mother runes and whatever Screlvy. yeah all three of them so if Screlvis, if you were to go through give her this runes yeah great card yeah underrated give her runes mother of runes and that bug if you were to go Screlvis. through yes, thank you. this list and pick your favorite creature your favorite well there's one sorcery uh regardless favorite sorcery yeah like your favorite creature your favorite artifact and like your most uh your most flavorful enchantment that that maybe only you are playing yeah in your best land what Mm. what would you say those are okay so so favorite of each card your yeah card type that we were saying okay um i'd probably go Ooh, well well let's just get the sorcery out of the way um i believe it did i leave armageddon here yes i did that was the sorcerer we're talking it's, about. Yeah, it's the one and the only, only sorcery. The only sorcery. <laughs> and I will say, it's because the artifact mana base of this deck is really good. And I don't need lands. There's um, there's another board wipe that's like, choose one creature you control, destroy the rest. Yeah, something like right. that. Yeah. What yeah. about farewell in this deck, though? That would just be so crisp, so clean. Oh, but see, it's not like... So, like, with Armageddon in here, right? It's just like, okay, let's just destroy all the lands. I already have a big board state because I stopped everyone else, right? Right. With farewell, that also kills my things. That's fair, yeah. I, yeah. I like my things. You're I like not really hurting for removal in this deck. Yeah. That's fair. Okay. Um, let's continue. For... Let's work our way... From the, um, let's see, for artifacts, honestly, it's Blade of Selves because that kind of hit really hard. Um, it's, it's just some fun tech. It like, is it's fun. expensive. It's six mana and you got to wait the turn usually to you swing. You got to. But, it's oh okay. shit, it is super fun. And also, it's two mana. Like, you get to drop it out pretty early. Mm-hmm. If not that, I would probably say Portal to Phyrexia because yeah. once that hits the card, oh. it just hurts. Disgusting. Are, are you playing Repair? No, you're not playing Repair and Recharge because you only no. have one Sorcery. Yep. That'd be a fun Repair and Recharge. Actually, yeah, target. it might just be good in general. Yeah, um, I will say, I thought you were going to say Coveted Jewel. Coveted oh, Jewel. that was really fun. That <laughs> yeah, was dude, a fun card. Yeah. So good. Usually when I'm playing Coveted Jewel, it's in Osgear, and I always plan to sacrifice it before I pass the turn as to not let other people get the Jewel. But when you're playing such an oppressive deck like Elishnorn, it just doesn't even matter. You are just laughing in the face. Be like, swing at me. Oh, get, I loved it. Get three more cards. Help yourself to three more mana. Yeah. Like, it's fine. You're not going to do anything relevant. What well, was funny, because once I got that out and you took it, you all three of you were attacking each other. 
And yeah, was, and, and we didn't get it. any further. Like, yeah. I just don't think it did anything for us that game. No. Um, and then uh, what was I going to say? Um, there's that Invoke Justice, which I think you could really, really like, like you would love in this deck. Because uh, one, it revives Elish Norn. If you just, you know, if it dies, you just send it to the grave instead. It'll revive that. But it also gives you the opportunity to get Portal Phyrexia back. Truth. And you're playing mono white. So. Yeah, we're getting some of those spicy new white reanimator cards hitting like different typings of creatures. And then, I'm excited to see how far those go. Yeah, there's um, also just like since you're in mono color, every I don't know. It, whenever I think about mono color, I always think about extra planar lens. So playing like uh, snow covered planes. To, yeah, any single color. Yeah, make sure that even if Elish Norn dies, you're going to have a million mana. Because she will die. Okay. Yeah. Also, because I printed these, right, just like proxied them, I yeah. do love the the pixel. Ooh, the, uh, yeah, 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 those are hot. Those okay, are hot. you guys can't see this, yeah. but those pixel planes. He did pick the uh, what sixteen bit snow covered planes from that secret lair, uh, which I wish I had bought. I just need fifteen uh, of them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What's your enchantment? Um, enchantment. Ooh, I got one. I want to talk about. Let's see. Um. Let's see. Uh, talk about yours. Talk about yours. Well, I, I mean, think. I always love this enchantment, Felidar Retreat. I think it's amazing. It just has such good scalability in the game of Commander in four-player. It's disgusting. Fetch is disgusting. When you can double ETBs, it's disgusting. Uh, it's a three-and-a-white landfall. You get to either make a two-two cat or put a plus-one, plus-one counter on every creature you control. And they gain vigilance. Um, it is insane how differently powered the modes are. Yeah, yeah. It's like I know that for a long time when this card came out, everyone valued the cat creation. Make the body, make the body, reason. make yeah, the body. Just like, what are you doing? A plus one, plus one counter counter on every I, every yeah. creature. Each, yep. And they gain vigilance. Mm. Don't even bother tapping them. Yeah, it's actually a crazy fucking card. We've that, played it in Cube; it destroys. We've played in Commander; it destroys. It's just so good. Uh, so when you can play a fetch and get four triggers in one turn with Elishnorn, it's really, really, really good. Yeah, the fact that you can play five fetches here in this in this deck just to let wow, yeah. get planes is really, really nice. Oh, yeah. Felidar yeah. Retreat's so great. It's I, so good. When it first came out in Ikoria, I looked at it, and I bought, like, six of the showcase foils, and then they never went anywhere. I just understand it. Like, we saw these pretty pretty much right away. Like, they have such good playability. It is a dollar on Card Kingdom, which yeah. is, like, notoriously the most expensive platform that's to actually, buy cards. Yeah, that's insane to me, because this is such a good card, and in, my, in our group, it kind of feels like a staple. We see this kind of all the time, I feel. And kind of... Uh, an awful artwork, honestly. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of trash. <laughs> yeah. Get but, the other one. It's not yeah. amazing, but it is better. Yeah, the showcase is just a little bit better. Uh, a little bit. Yeah, I just love that enchantment. Kyle, what'd you come up with? Okay, so I'm going to pair these two together. It's the enchantment and my favorite creature. Okay. Um, And it's because you don't expect it. It's on thin ice. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Because it is a removal spell for one mana, which turns it to two. Oh, yeah. Right? And it enchants a land, so you can't really get rid of it. <laughs> Unless you also play land destruction or very targeted Hey, enchantment. you play land destruction. I do. Yes, <laughs> I do. Um, and then favorite creature of this deck. So it it's two of them, but probably Solitude. 
Yeah. Solitude is probably my favorite creature just because ETB, obviously, exile target creature, right? Trigger twice, right? Maybe trigger four times. Yeah, a free free exile two creatures is pretty awesome. It's pretty good, and no one's expecting it. Yeah. Mainly because I'm playing mono white. I don't have a lot of a lot of instants that get removal, right? Kind yeah. Of, kind of. There's a couple, but still. Well, you have a lot of reanimation in this in this deck too. So I feel like Solitude has purpose just totally. the initial uh, ETB where like it's nice. Because with the evoke and then you reanimate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's where like these evoke cards are kind of uh busted where we see Correct. like we saw like Uro and Croaksut be busted for different reasons obviously like yeah. but the fact is they send themselves to the graveyard and reanimation is one of the strongest mechanics in the game yeah we're seeing a lot more of it too yep yeah kyle i just want to see the one mana ephemerate the free solitude and get uh four exiles i will love to see that let me see it, that one mana exile uh, for it work yep that will be the devastating day but yeah uh, this is a fucking awesome deck. Uh, it is super, super cool to see. And yeah. it works. It just twerks. I think you're going to, like, you know Lightning Graves is going to oh, save you a lot of the time. It just depends how savage you want to be, right? And for all the listeners out there who are going to build this deck, who have already built this deck, I'm sure they're probably looking at Stoneforge Mystic like it's their best fucking friend. Yeah, totally. You know? Totally, like, totally, totally, totally. So it's... Oh, God... There's so much potential here, like and it, like Kyle has a great deck here, but like we're talking about many cards that are not even in this deck. Like there's actually not. a lot of options, which you love to see in mono way. Like you actually have variety and options in building. Hey, and the best thing about deck building, it's the journey. It's the journey on how it's, you get aw. there. Like it's not about the destination. Taylor Swift should write a song about that. Oh my song. gosh! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that's Miley. Uh, you're right. Miley. Oh, she is the class. Wow, we're actually, you can't say that. We're going to get sued. Oh my gosh. Copyright. They're coming. There's always going to be another mountain. <laughs> Maybe we can like. <laughs> always going to want to make it move. Maybe she can be our, our theme song moving forward. That would be sick. Yeah, she'll, she'll guest. Miley, if you're listening right now. We love you. She's actually the, a big magic fan. Huge magic <laughs> fan. Uh, hit us in the DMs. We'd love to get some kind of, you know, uh, some pro bono we're not very rich uh, theme song. It'd be great. Maybe she'll sponsor us. We'll just keep using it. Sponsored by Miley Cyrus, <laughs> the human being. Yeah. <laughs> if any of you out there know Miley Cyrus and <laughs> can connect her with us, we are more than happy to sit down and have a meeting with her agent to figure something out. Or her herself. Or or Miley herself. Maybe you're best friends with her. That would be sick, dude. I would love that. Kyle, do you have any closing thoughts on this deck? No, but I'm going to be devastated. Or I'm gonna like make you real sad that I said I disassembled this deck. No, <laughs> no, you took it apart already. I did. Poor K. I did. It was. I did. It was mean. It was mean. Actually, this kind of opens up another line. How have you enjoyed it in the 99 of your other deck? Oh, it's amazing. Actually, that's a great point because this is a great card in the 99. Too. No, I have it in my Elastil Core deck. Yeah, that's right? pretty good. Uh, Orzov Aristocrats, and I have both Children and Elishnor, the new ones, in that Fun. deck, and they are so mean in that deck they're gas they're like yeah all these praetor new praetors are gas yeah so i think it's amazing in the 99 it's also amazing in the command zone obviously except for he's trash yep yes i mean i've i've even looked at uh this elish norn and i just told jordan today 
I'm putting this Elish Norn in my Zakama deck. Yeah. It yeah. might as well be double mana. And then, like, the other thing is go ahead and play it in Rocco because Rocco, for some reason, is an ETB effect. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to search your library for two creatures, go ahead and... Rocco wins the game with Elish Norn. Like, yeah. Rocco kind of wins the game regardless. Yes. But, like, if you can put two creatures from your deck onto the battlefield... You win the game. Like we've seen Tooth and Nail and Twine does that and has done that for centuries now. This does it for less mana divvied up over two turns. Yeah, you can also Eldritch Evolution Rocco into Elish Norn and then go from there if you wanted to. Disgusting. So there are a lot of options here, and I'd love Elish Norn because it not only is it strong in the command zone, Best it's card. incredibly strong in the 99 regardless of how you play it i think i see it in a similar territory to wandering archaic but with different usage different potential different value like it just instigates strategy that it others you know that wasn't there before Mm -hmm. i agree so closing thoughts amazing in the 99 if you don't want to be a dick put in the 99 it is going to be hard to bring this commander to like your local game store on a commander night oh yeah it's going to be real mean so (laughs) people will not want to play with you no this is going to be like one of those decks like it's Mm -hmm. going to be like an oko kind of card well by the end of the night i didn't want to play with me (laughs) well it was we're just used to it you know it's our play group yeah it's like uh, Turgrid. When Turgrid first came out, exactly. and it was one of the most popular commanders out there because of how savage it was, everyone saw the lines immediately. You see the lines with Elish Norn. Yep. It's going to be around for a while. Tiny Bones card, kind of card. You, you guys know. are probably already seeing it since the set has been out for two weeks. And yeah, probably has not been a lot of fun. Let us know uh, what you guys have been seeing out there with Elish Norn. Like, what kind of impact she had? How are you guys playing it? Do you hate playing against it? Let us know. Yeah, and uh, we're basically begging you to pleading. comment, pleading, to comment on this YouTube video. Because if you do, we will send you a Mock Star sticker. They look sick AF. They you know this amazing. giant flashing screen you've been staring at for the last hour? It looks a lot like that. It's exactly, it's exactly <laughs> that. That's not a bad thing. It looks like fuck. Yeah, it looks good. Put it on your deck box. Put it yeah. on your deck box. Yeah, we uh, we on posted a couple box. times on our yeah. Instagram, which you can follow us there. We are uh, we we posted Put a couple pictures. We post all the time, dude. Stickers. Posting all the time. And on that note, you guys have been great. Thanks for uh, putting up with us. Love you, Kyle. I, I appreciate you being on. Thank you. We got Chrissy Poo back in the in the studio on the mic next week. We miss him. We miss playing with him. We miss him. Back in the saddle again. So many copyright infringements in the second half of this. Maybe I'm just going to make an Elish Norn deck that's just a complete dick like what we were talking about. Yeah, the evil. The evil, evil yeah, one. I yeah. really and you just caveat going Maybe in. next week. Next week. Bring it. We'll play a CEDH game. Yeah, bring it on. We'll see if we can... Bring it, bitch. If I can be fast enough. Yeah, let's do it. I do just want to get absolutely rolled by it uh, at least once. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... Lean in. I assumed you were already doing that when I asked you to build that much more. I was being nice. Too nice. I was being too nice. You already were just a nightmare anyway. Yeah, I know. That's how good it is. All right, guys. We got to fucking go. I got to go play Overwatch. Let's get out of here. (laughs) Let's do the Mockstars podcast, y'all. Bye-bye. Catch you next week. Love you. (laughs)